For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com this is the last minute blues podcast with jeff burton donnie fandango and former blues defenseman jamie rivers it is the last minute blues podcast donnie fandango jeff burton jamie rivers uh gentlemen it is exciting exciting times Uh, As a hockey fan, like I find myself going to the Twitter machine, uh, checking the intranets very often. I don't know what exactly I'm waiting for, but I just love that this is all going down and about to go down. It's funny because I have rewatched the final every game of the Stanley Cup final this year on the NHL Network several times. Like I can just turn it on in mid game and go, oh, okay, this is game three about halfway through the second period. I look up and I'll be right. Yeah. But the reason why I've been doing that the last couple of days is I'm just watching the scroll at the bottom. Right. And then when the breaking news comes up, I'm like, come on, Blues logo. Come on, Blues logo. <laughs> oh, great. The devil signed somebody I don't even know. <laughs> but it's a very exciting time to be in between. Literally, we just had the end of the season, the end of the playoffs, and you're still just going, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. So is it still exciting for you as a former player? Yeah, it's exciting. But it's also, uh, I look at it sometimes a little differently, too. It's nerve-wracking, right? Like, I put myself in the shoes of... All the players, like even of Vladdy Tarasenko, where, you know, I don't think he put himself in a great spot right now. He certainly hasn't helped the Blues that, um, you know, he's supposed to care about or at least had cared about. So that's a weird situation, kind of being that guy on an island by yourself. I never had to do that. They just sent me there. I didn't have to do it to myself. Um, (laughs) But then the other guys, you know, who were waiting kind of in limbo, the guys who were not on the protected list and – sitting there wondering, you know, will it be me? Will it not be me? Then you're like, I don't really want to get picked. But then, well, I kind of want to get picked because I want somebody to want me, you know, but then right. I, maybe I don't want to go because I want to be here. But maybe they maybe they didn't protect me because they don't want me here anymore. And there's a lot. You can get into your own head quickly. In are you looking? For, are you looking for the storybook ending? Is that, are you still hoping for the storybook ending if you're Tarasenko or if when you were in your own head back then where you – you know what I mean? How you go through denial at first and then anger. And were you just thinking, oh, man, storybook ending. I was going to be with this team for the rest of my life. And maybe now it's not going to happen. Yeah, I think, Vladdy, this is a weird situation. I think this is kind of premeditated by Vladdy and his camp because you don't come out swinging with information like he has with looking for the storybook ending. You know, you just don't. If you don't think you're going to be a blues player, you don't want to be here you need a change of scenery let's just call it that yeah call it a change of scenery say hey look you know i really after these shoulder surgeries and you know me not being able to produce the way i would like to i just think a change of scenery will reinvigorate my career good luck to the blues any way i can help doug armstrong i will i've submitted a list of teams but i'm willing to expand that list if there's a good opportunity for the blues boom now you're done now you can be moved. Now Army goes, okay, people now are going to want this player. So I don't know if the storybook ending for Tarasenko is there, but for some of these other guys, like you get nervous because you look at David Perron, and the last time he was exposed for the draft, he was gone. 
And and he found his way back here, thank goodness. I mean, where would we be without David Perron at this point? But you look at that, and there's a lot of doubt in your head. Well, why am I left unprotected? Do they not value me? I'd like to be valued more. Maybe if I get picked by the Kraken, I'm valued more. But then what if they just flip me? What if they send me to another team? It's a tough spot to be in. It's, sure. it's it's weird though how this kind of flipped because if you think about it, words from your mouth and I a hundred percent agree with you. If you want to move Tarasenko, he has the no move clause or he has the no trade clause mm-hmm. or whatever it was. So what were your words? Make him maybe not want to be here anymore. Yeah. Remember that? And now it's came to life. Yeah, but he doesn't have this. He didn't have to sewer himself. Right. So it's the way it came to life. It's because of the surgeries and the questions and all that stuff. Yeah, horrible way to get your message out there. If you wanted to be traded, like the pool of teams probably would have been much greater. But then kind of coming out with this other stuff and question marks surrounding maybe your shoulder or this, that, the other. You've minimized it now to a select group of like maybe four or five teams, even though maybe you've listed and that puts 10. everybody in a bad spot. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. So okay, okay, the hamster wheel is spinning. <laughs> there might be two of them in there. Today. There could very well be. All right, but I'm really trying to wrestle with this whole Tarasenko thing still. But my overriding thought process is I don't care where he goes. I just want Oscar Sundquist to put him about six rows back whenever the Blues play. Really, you do? I'm serious, man. You want I, Sonny to do I, it listen, too. listen. I, I like you say, if you if if they legitimately messed up the soldier shoulder surgery twice, which I'm not saying they didn't. You have a hundred percent correct beef, and I support you in that way. But it's how you go about it. And I don't understand still what this dude is looking for, what he thought was supposed to happen here. I'm just still very He's confused. looking for justification. Okay, so this is what the player is looking for in that situation. I believe. I okay. don't know for sure. But I believe if I was in those shoes... The reason I would say something is because of all of the media saying, well, he's lost his fastball. You know, he's mm. not the player he used to be. That makes sense. He, you know, he, he didn't, he doesn't get to the inside and, you know, and he's been out and he's kind of not the 40 goal scorer anymore. I'd be like, bull, do you know why? Right. Well, because right. this happened and this happened. Yeah. So you get to a point where, you know, you want to push back and show people it's not me. Yeah. I did my job, which, you know, whether that's true or not, to be determined, I still wouldn't air it out in the public forum the way it, it's come out because it doesn't help my opportunities to be traded. It doesn't help. Does he have, you know, one of the things that we've talked about in this room on this podcast, me specifically, is, you know, it seems like there are days where 91 meh, might not be as interested in being a part of what's going on on the ice. And we can see that. I mean, but... You know, does he have a, a great reputation around the league? Like, or do some of those teams like kind of know, you know, what we see, what, what we have, or, yeah. or, or, or you know, what we kind of suspect? Sometimes. What would your perception be? Oh, I think, dude, if I can tell that dude is dogging it sometimes, then of course scouts and and, and player so people. That's your answer, right? Yeah. To yeah. the untrained, we'll call it untrained. I you see uh, moments of disappearing, being invisible out there large stretches uh, of that happening. And if you watch the play, there are times where it looks like maybe the defensive game isn't there. Maybe he's not as engaged as he should be in the corners or puck protection-wise. Scouts, coaches, players, they all see that. So those reports are going back. But had it been handled properly, it could have just been, hey, you know what? 
change of scenery. He'd like to be reinvigorated. I know I've used that word twice today. It's a big word. It is. Points. Yeah. I think it's Good worth job. Like 10 points in Scrabble. Um, <laughs> but that's the way to do it. Now, all of a sudden, you convince people, you know what? Yeah, maybe he lost his passion a little bit there because things were bad and a fresh start. Man, imagine a 40-goal Vladdy Tarasenko. We'll trade for him. That's the way you get a deal done. Is he capable of that still? No. Wow. No. Why, why such a well, quick Well, one, answer? he was only capable of it once in his career. Right. So everybody likes to, uh, and I'm not trying to be negative with Vladdy. He's a consistent 30-goal scorer. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. He is a one-time 40-goal scorer. And so people like to say, oh, it's a 40-goal scorer. You're right. He did get there. I am not taking that from him. He is. He has been a very dynamic goal scorer in the NHL. And I could only dream of shooting the puck like he does and scoring goals. So nothing but love for Vladdy for that. But he's only done it once to get to the 40-goal plateau. And that was a long time ago, and I don't think he finds that again. Man, dude, I just feel really I think 20 would be something he could get to. Okay, so but not thirty. So you're not privy to the all the medical records and everything. Oh like, no, I have it right here on my phone. Okay, Jeff. perfect. Could you print <laughs> yeah, those out sure. for me? I was actually going to post them. We on, need a duplicate. Uh, Fourteen I'd like copies. To, I'd like to take one too myself. No, no but, I do not have the medical records. But but try to play GM anyway or coach or whatever. What would you? What would your thoughts be? If yeah. I'm looking to acquire Vladdy? Or, or not. What What would your thoughts be well, as a I guess GM? What I'm, I guess what I'm asking is if you I'm have the need. another team. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're not the okay. Blues. You're GM on another um, team, not Detroit. Uh, just any other team besides Detroit. <laughs> that, that guy's not interested. I can tell you that. Um, if I'm a GM or another team and I'm looking to kick the tires on this, it's a no-brainer as far as what I need in order to make me feel warm and fuzzy. And one, first things first is Doug Armstrong. You're going to retain some of that salary. That's the bottom line. You're retaining probably about three million for me to even dance with you because this isn't a seven point five million dollar player anymore. He's probably a four point five five million dollar player. So let's keep it in that range, and you're going to eat that other salary for me. Second, I need all of your medical records from the day he arrived from Russia, his very first training camp. I'd like all documentation of everything that's ever happened, and. Lastly, I would like my doctors to either fly into wherever or have Vladdy fly to my spot so I could have him independently evaluated by our medical staff to make sure that everything's okay. Do you think something like that might happen, like he'll be flown around to different places just for a medical exam? I would. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Who pays for that plane ticket, by the way? No, but really, who would? It's a flea on an elephant's ass. No, I know, but I, I would be curious <laughs> to. Great, great. I mean, as, as the GM, the team that's looking to acquire him would do it. I, I but I, I think it'd okay, be funny Jeff, to be like, I'll, right, I'll take him off your hands. But I'll fly. Fly him. him out here, and you're paying for. I'll it. fly him. Coach. I'm just saying, you you have Not all the cards, class, coach. You know what I'm saying? You have all the cards. Yeah. So that's what I would do, and then once that transpires, and if there's positive news on the medical front, that I see that okay. Finally, it's fixed or whatever happened here, there. It looks like he's ready to go. Then I would look to maybe make a trade. But all of those pieces would have to fall into place first. And that's why Doug Armstrong right now, who's got the best of the Blues' best interest at hand, he's not panicking. I'll tell you what, Army does not panic. That man, I don't have, I don't want to ever play poker with him mm-hmm. because he's a guy that would hang on to you know two seven offsuit and make you feel like he's got pocket bullets right now, and he doesn't care. He'll right. bet the same way. Okay, so here, what do we want to happen tomorrow? Do we want Seattle taking him so then 
He's off the books. The money is free. We can now use that Vladimir Tarasenko money for something else. But then, if that happens, then we lose 91 for legitimately nothing. And also, we're not taking the seven and a half off of the books. We're probably taking more like four and a half off the books. Well, no, not if he gets right? taken in the draft. Oh, if he in, gets the taken draft. in the draft. I'm sorry, I'm sorry in the, the draft. My then apologies. That, okay. Then that's gone. So sorry. what are we? What are we wanting here, Jeff? What do you want? Um, I've gone back and forth so much on this; it's ridiculous. But my first thought is to just let him go, and just cut the cord. Cut the cord and have that money. So we can turn around and give it to both Kachuk and Landis God because they're coming. <laughs> from what I understand. Both. But wow. I'm so glad that you threw me uh, th- threw that at me because I've gone back and forth on it. But the easiest thing for me is to just let him go and retain all that money and do something good with it. There's a famous person uh, one time that, that, that said this and sang this. Her name was Elsa. She was in the movie Frozen, and she sang, <laughs> I think he's let it sing. go. There we go. Let seen, it go. I've never seen the movie. Yeah. I've just one of them cartoon movies. A couple of times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very pretty girl. Um, but, yeah, Elsa said, let it go. And you know what? Let it go. Let yeah. him go. And that's exactly where I would be on this one. It's where I am mentally. Is here's, what, here's how I got there. If there was a trade to be had, it would have been done. If Doug Armstrong could find a hockey trade that was player for player, dollar for dollar, where there's no retaining salary, no any of that stuff, I believe that trade would have happened by now. Why would he risk that or jeopardize it of, you know, hanging on to a player and then losing that deal? He wouldn't. I think the deal would have presented itself. He just said, okay, you know what? It's not the best one, but it is a deal. Okay, let's do this. I don't believe that happened. So now the best case scenario is having Seattle pick him and take him and take that $7.5 million off the books. Every single last penny of it. There's no retaining any of that salary. And what Seattle wants to do with that player after, they can flip him for somebody else. They can retain salary because I believe that that's what they will do. I don't think Vladimir Tarasenko is a Seattle Kraken player long term. I think that he's going to be a guy that they flip for somebody who is interested in him but they weren't ready to take on the full salary. Well, Seattle can say, we'll, we'll, we'll trade you, let's say, hypothetically. Hey, Boston, I know you had talks with the Blues about Jake DeBrusque for Vladdy Tarasenko, but you wanted the Blues to retain $3.5 million on this, right? We'll trade you, Vladdy, for Jake DeBrusque. We'll retain the $3.5 million. Deal? Deal. Because the expansion team has way more buffer zone to retain that salary and now they've acquired a good young player that they can build around. So if I'm Seattle, yeah, I'm like, let's go. Let's do this. But if I'm the Blues, $7.5 million goes a long way towards getting that Gabriel Landeskog deal. Okay, It I, just does. That they're working on. I want to talk about that in they're a second. They're not allowed to work on it yet. Damn it. Well, I, I want to talk Ryan about Riley about plan Bs and such. <laughs> <laughs> but, but hold on. Okay, uh, I got to ask you guys. This has just popped into my mind. Uh-oh. The first time... Vladimir Tarasenko comes back to St. Louis yes. and they announce his name at the Enterprise Center. Is there booze? Is there cheers? How does that work? I think it's more of a mixture than we think it's going to be, but I think it's going to be largely cheers. At this point, at this stage in the game, I'm booing. Just to let you okay. know. Okay. I understand. I know you're going to get mad at me. I, I may right? say, and, and I may gonna... look at the sunny part of that because I'm not a booer. And I total, you totally have well, the right Sunquist, to boo. I'm just not a booer. Sunquist yeah. should be back then. You said you're looking at the sunny. Oh, good lord! What? I'm just saying. I I have. <sighs> I understand. Like like I've for the you nothing. The, the first couple of months after exactly. Albert Pujols left, 
I was really bitter at that dude. And then I came back around going, oh, my God, it was $100 million. Of course, you would go to Andy Anaheim. Andy prayed on it. Right. So Andy you got to respect that. And I know that over time that my thoughts on this will absolutely soften. And I'll remember the great Vladdy moments. I'm just very sour right now. Yeah. And I understand the emotion. Yeah. I'm hoping that Blues fans are better than that. Yeah. Because Cardinals fans, I will say this, as passionate as they are, as critical as they can be at times, and as angry as they get, they do the right thing. 99% of the time, when a a former player comes back, no matter how that exit went or what they feel, they give them a little cheer. Yachty stands up and gives them a moment. If it's a really good player, stands in front of home play, gives them his time. Like, Vladdy Tarasenko played very well for the St. Louis Blues. He scored a lot of goals for the Blues, and he was the face of the franchise when there really was no other face. I've said this before. He's on the cover of a video game. Who else were you putting on the cover of that video game from the Blues roster back at that point? You're right. It was Vladdy Tarasenko. So he carried the flag, and he also helped bring a Stanley Cup here. He was tied for leading the Blues in goals scored in that playoff run. We cannot forget the great things that have happened. When I talk with a sharp tongue about this, it's business. That's the business size. When I sit back and look at what he's done and how big he's been for the St. Louis Blues and how much he's helped this franchise grow, I have to admire it. I have to thank him. But otherwise, right now in the business moment, it's sharp tongue. It's moving fast and moving hard. And that's just the way it's got to be. Yeah, damn it. You making sense then but I get it, Donnie. It probably won't last long. Don't worry. Listen, if I played sense. against him, I'd want to rip his head off. Okay, but that's right. kind of anybody. Um, <laughs> right. But, you know, but then after the game, you have a couple of beers or and whatever, right. he- and, you and, know, whatever the heck is going on. And he does yeah. not deserve a boo from my dumb ass. You're exactly correct. It's it's just, at the moment, I'm just very frustrated. You know, man, I'm just frustrated. And maybe at, at, with the Blues roster, maybe a little bit concerned thrown in there, too. Just a little bit nervous about... What is next? Well, and maybe, maybe are you nervous too. about losing Vladdy the player? No. Okay. I, I just nah, didn't, I didn't know if you were nervous about like, well, what do we do now without Vladdy? And I go back to we've had we haven't had him for two seasons. Yeah, man. No, so. it's 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 not that. I, I think it. I think this is really dumb. But I think it is just. I love the Blues so much. I somehow take this personally. It's not. <laughs> it's. I'm way too deep in the weeds here. I'll get over myself. Don't worry. That's why we love the fans here. That's why, honestly, the former players and players that play here, that's why we love the fans because you do get involved like that because you do care. There's anger. There's love. There's tears. I don't want fans who just sit there and like, okay, I'm going to the game again. Oh, well. (laughs) Right. I I want people who are into this, man. I want you on that ride with me. As a player. Well, I'm in. Yeah, the worst thing is is people that have those season tickets that, whether they're passed down or not, I don't care, but just they're there for the social event and not the game. Yeah, or, oh, you know well, I mean? we got these tickets, we might as well go. Yeah. No, I want you to be like, yeah, I've saved up a it. month for these tickets. I want to go. I'm painting my face blue. I'm ripping my shirt <laughs> off. Like, that's the kind of fans that I want. All right. So let's talk about this. Okay. Okay. What if... Gabriel Landeskog does not happen. What is the plan? Honey, uh, negative. <laughs> Kachuk's going to be pissed because he'll be here already. Yeah. And he was hoping to I'm sorry. Yeah, Adam said he would only come with Landeskog. Listen, listen right. I've been focusing on two names for the last six weeks, and that's Landeskog and that is Kachuk. And I just didn't know if there was anyone else out there that I should hang my hopes on. That's all. 
Uh, not not to that level. All right. <laughs> that's no. the biggest just, hat. Just be honest. No. Yeah, that's the hat. Not to that that's level. That's the biggest hook nope. we're hanging yep. anything on this right is the there. This Otherwise, is the... you're pivoting into other guys that are kind of blues-type players but lesser talent. I just, I just really like oh, the boy. fact that every time I read something about it, negotiations are still going poorly with Colorado. <laughs> right. They're not going to get any better. And, I, I, you know, unless a miracle happens – because they have Makar that they have to sign. This kid has to be locked up. And if I'm if I'm Colorado, I'm doing an eight-year deal. I'm trying to take away a few years of unrestricted free agency of this kid because he's only going to get better. He's 22 years old right now. Can you imagine when he's 26, 27, what he's going to be like? Think of a Chris Pronger at 27, 28, as opposed to a 21-year-old Chris Man, Pronger. it was different but- dude. Who was it that they just? Yeah. Who was it that Colorado just traded? What's his nuts? Who did they just trade? Somebody. Colorado did. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I don't I think it. they could trade. I th- well, the, the the freeze started on Saturday, right? Yeah. yeah, they trade. I thought they traded somebody, and there was some sort of maybe they're freeing up salary to try to get keep. Oh, Graves, Graves. The, the that was on, he yeah, the one who no, got his that's, ass that's, handed to him too. What's that? Is he the one that got knocked out? Is that somebody else on the ice? Right. During the playoffs, uh, somebody that must have been somebody else. No, he was um, somebody grabbed him. I think Revo, Revo grabbed him and threw him around. That's the suspended. okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, him, him being gone is no, not enough relevant. salary for us to worry about that they're lining their no. pockets by getting rid of people to keep Landeskog. No, they've got other restricted free agents that they have to pay. Like okay, so every he's little a blip bit, on the radar. It's a blip on the radar. Okay, I'll make um, sure that you, that you think that about him. Next yeah, time I don't care. Comes. Okay. Doesn't bother me. You can come right in here, Jeff. It's was just there, fine with me. I, so I have a question. Are you still answering a question? I was trying to answer your Go question. Go for it. Yeah. Let me turn on my mic off. Go ahead. My goodness. Go ahead. I feel like a monkey on Listen. crack right now. Listen, we're a mess, and I love it. I love us. I, have right? some, I just want to say that. I have something that I want to get to. I well, just want to make sure okay, that we're well, done Jeff, with the expansion draft. If you would be quiet, draft. I could answer your dang question. Well, why don't I stop talking, and therefore you can start answering the question. <sighs> the best idea you've had today. Thanks, man. Now, again, going back to Makar. He's going to want Makar, Makar. He's going to want a lot of money. And the Avalanche will only have so much as far as cap space is concerned. And they have other pieces they have to retain as well. To my knowledge, the highest offer they've given is at a $7 million per season, but for five years for Landis Scott. Ooh, what an insult. The deeper they go with term, so six, seven, eight years, the lower the number's getting. And I don't disagree with Joe Sackick's strategy because, quite honestly, that's usually the trajectory of a player of his age is like by the end of it, you know, it's going to be coming down. So the longer we have you, the less value you truly have for us. So business-wise, I agree 100% long-term. Business-wise, short-term, I think the Blues can sneak in there. And that's a team he's got circled right now. He's got a couple other teams. It's not a one-man show here. He'll have a few other teams on the radar, but he definitely is very interested in the St. Louis Blues. I'm sorry if I asked you this before, but is there a consideration to him going to another team and he knows he's not going to be the captain of that team or not even the A maybe? doesn't matter. I told you before we brought up the – the captaincy thing for Vladimir Tarasenko. Captains who are truly leaders don't need the letter on their Right, jersey. but he already has it, though. Big deal. Okay, He's not going to have it. At, look, listen, man, don't yell at me. I was just asking. Look, look, at, look at what happened to Dallas a few times where Mike oh, Medano yeah. had to he had to relinquish the C to Brendan Morrow and stayed on the team. Joe Thornton had to relinquish the C to Patrick Marlowe. And then Brendan Morrow had to relinquish the C while he was still there to Jamie Benn. 
It was Velcro for a while, it, wasn't pretty it? Pretty much, yeah. It around. So Gabriel Landeskog with the captaincy, the moment Nathan McKinnon signs a long-term deal with the Avalanche, you better believe that he's going on his jersey. Okay. So if I'm Gabriel Landeskog, the, the letter on my jersey, I've worn it very proudly and I've done a really good job with this franchise and getting him to this place, that letter means nothing. So if I have to go to the Blues and I don't wear a letter, or maybe I get to 91's A. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, like Alex Petrangelo went to Vegas, he didn't get the C. He got an A. Does that mean he's not a captain? Come on. Right. right? So true leaders don't really need that. Two questions. Who are the other teams that are hot and heavy after Landis Gog, and what would he, what do you believe that the deal for him will look like at the end of this? I think all of the teams that are interested in Vladimir Tarasenko right now are also very interested in Gabriel Landeskog. So the Rangers, the Islanders, the Capitals, the Bruins. You look at teams that are looking to win and that are missing maybe that top-line forward, that rugged-type guy. Any team that fits that right now, they're looking at him. The LA Kings are also looking at him because they're rebuilding that whole thing. Now the question there is, does Landeskog want to go along for that ride? Does he want it to be a four- or five-year project? I don't know. If I'm Gabriel Landeskog... I want to pick a team that's maybe a two, three-year project because he is 29 going on 30. You don't want to be at the end of your career, and now you're banking on hitting a team that wins the Stanley Cup. You'd like to have at least a shot at it before and keep grinding away, and hopefully you win it. Otherwise, man, you get to the end of your career, you're not as much of a big part of it anymore, and the team's maybe not as good. And Now you feel like you've wasted that latter part of your So he's really, as an individual, he's in his cup window is what you're saying. He is, yeah. And he wants to find a team that is in that cup window either now or in the next handful of years. What stings for him, Jeff, is he thought that team was Colorado. Right. He thought that team was the Avalanche. And two years in a row, they fell short. You know, last year in the bubble, they fell short. They had a goaltender problem. They had three guys that got injured or whatever. I mean, literally, they had the equipment guy in there, I think, at one point. Right. Not really, but it was pretty bad. And this year, certainly, we saw them come in here, and they did a job on the Blues. They dismantled our Blues, which, uh, no argument there. They had a great team, but then they got beat. They were suppo- they were the favorites, and for next year, they're the favorites already in Vegas right. to win it. Damn. So, therefore, uh, Gabriel Landeskog's window has been open for a couple of seasons. He'd like to keep that open, and if he believes that Doug Armstrong and the Blues – are headed in a direction that he likes. If he likes the way Craig Berube is is coaching the team or what direction Craig Berube is going in, that's important too. But these other teams have good teams. They have good players. They're ready to go. They've got good coaches. It's going to end. Yeah, some of them have more cap space than others. But right now with, with the situation here with Doug Armstrong, if you get rid of that 7.5, you've got 5.3 coming off for Schwartz. You've got $5 million coming off for Bozak, $4 million coming off for Hoffman. I know you have restricted free agents in Thomas, Thomas and Cairo, but the money, you can make the money work here yeah. in St. Louis. Um, I, go ahead. Sorry. Can I just ask one more yeah. thing? Yeah. If Tarasenko gets taken yet tomorrow by the Kraken, mm-hmm. is there any way that Vince Dunn remains a St. Louis Blue, or even if he doesn't get picked, do you think that this is going to be a situation where he's going somewhere else? I don't necessarily think it's a given. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if if Vladdy gets picked by the Kraken instead of Vince Dunn, I think it, I believe it's one or the other. And Vince Dunn is still priced very, very moderately for a young, skilled defenseman who owns a Stanley Cup championship. I think that there's a lot of room for Vince Dunn to grow as a player. 
I worry that maybe that runway has gotten really short here in St. Louis. I do believe Vince Dunn is a top four NHL defenseman. I think he's a power play, second unit power play defenseman. I think he's going to have a really long, great career in the NHL. I'm just not sure it's going to be here in St. Louis. I just wonder if Craig Berube and the coaching staff have seen enough to be like, you know what, we see this kind of where it's tailing off. Maybe a change of scenery is better for the player, and maybe moving that player for an asset to come back here would be good for the Blues because they'll have Krug, they'll have Scandella, they'll have Wallman, they'll have... Mikola, and they have Perunovic. That's five left-handed shot defensemen. That's Now you add Dunn. That's six left-handed shot defensemen. That's a lot of guys. Who could you get the most value for out of that? you probably get the most value for Perunovic or Dunn out of that left side, even including Tori Krug. You could move him, but that contract's pretty hefty for a lot of teams. You maybe have a couple of teams that would be looking to take that on, but then why did you sign him, right, if you're the Blues? So I think Dunn... And Perunovic are the attractive two pieces on there. Perunovic has not played yet. He's you know projected to be a Kale McCarr type defenseman. I know that's a lot. I shouldn't yeah, say that. I'll take suppo- that. He he projects to be a very good offensive power play defenseman. I'll reword it so that we're all very very careful with our expectations <laughs> here. And so you think that if his projections look to be higher than a Vince Dunn, you move Vince Dunn. We have about 10 minutes left, and yes. I want to get it, get to something that I brought that we're going to do a little game oh here. Goodness. But before that, here come the game. just real quickly, and I know it's unfair to, to make you have, give me a short answer, but are you surprised by anybody that was protected or unprotected? Um, Carey Price. Is no, the, no, no. I just mean for the Blues. Oh, the Blues. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Jeff words these questions and doesn't tell me where he's my going. My bad. My bad. <laughs> um, no. Now, no, you, it's exactly it was pretty what much I what you thought. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it enough to where I think none of us were really surprised by it. wasn't surprised at all. The yeah. only surprise really is Vladdy, and that's not really a surprise based on the fact that Army couldn't get a deal done. No, but essentially, if Vladdy's not disgruntled or he doesn't want to be traded or whatever, Doug Armstrong protects him, and, and Ivan Barbashev would have been on that unprotected list. Since you brought up the Carey Price thing, uh, what does that mean for Jake Allen, you think? Well, he's, he's our number one goalie, you know, and I don't mean a healthy Carey Price is the number one goalie. There's no doubt about it. But I, I said it yesterday on the fast lane, um, Jake Allen, and Mark Bergevin has gone out of his way to make sure he doesn't lose Jake Allen. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you? It tells me that, one, he views Jake Allen as a very, very good def- uh, our goaltender. But, two, Carey Price, his health must be a question here. Because if it's a short-term injury, you're not worried. You're probably like, take Jake Allen. I can find another backup goalie for a million, a million and a half. We right. can make do. Carey Price is a rock star. He's got at least another two great seasons. We'll figure it out down the road. We'll kick this can down the road. If you think you're going to lose Carey Price for a substantial amount of time, or that you could, maybe, who knows, you need a number one goalie. And you've got one. He's priced at $4 million a year right now. But you've got a number one goalie. And his name is Jake Allen. And he proved to you last year that he can play. He's got a Stanley Cup championship. However he won it, doesn't matter. He's played some really good hockey in the NHL. And he's been really solid the last three, four years in the NHL. So that tells me that you have to keep Jake Allen. And it also tells me that the Seattle Kraken will have a big decision to make on whether they take Carey Price or not based on what they find out medically. If he's fine, if he's going to be okay, he's absolutely the guy I'm taking because for the next two, three years, you're going to have one of the best goalies in the world, one of the best goalies ever, starting your franchise, which, by the way, that worked out good for Vegas because they picked up an 
an aging Marc-Andre Fleury yeah. at the time, and he's been a rock star for them. Yeah, a lot the same situation. Wow. Amazing that we have somebody with this knowledge that has gone through this that can answer questions just like it's that. It's crazy. Which is what this podcast is all and about. And what I love, too, about it is that, again, the human side of this is represented when it comes to transactions and things that, as fans, we just go, oh, yeah, he's going yeah. to Philly, and we're getting... Right, yeah, yeah. And we don't think about, you know... The person. The person. Yeah. And I and I like that that aspect is, is brought into this as well. And since you said that, we're going to get to know the person better. I just... Came up with five questions that you're going to answer for us, but we're going to we're going to write down our answers while you're thinking about those questions. Okay, Who are we it's talking just about you. We're Me? just going to ask you questions, and oh they're just generic questions. Right. It's no biggie. Don't look. Long walks you notice the that they're not in the right order there. Right. Yeah. No particular order. Me. Is that how you have to word it these days? Yes. No All right. Question order. number one. Don't answer right away. Give us a chance to write down our answer. Think about it. Who is the biggest name that you ever played with? I know this one. I'm going to go with either this guy or this guy, but I'm going to circle that guy. I know this. Do you want to go answer our question and then answer or answer, ask all the questions first and then come back? That's no, a great but question. He's not writing them down, so we'll go question by question. Okay. Question number one, who was the biggest name you ever played with? Well, I've had the great fortune of playing with so many Hall of Famers, but you know the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Yep. That who you wrote? That's what I had. That's what I had. Ninety nine. <laughs> didn't even enter my mind. <laughs> How after How that story? That wrote, tucking him in bed. After... Yeah, that's a great point. I said Hall or Iserman, and I circled Hall. Yeah, Holly. Of course, right, so big I'm over one. I'm over one. <laughs> I mean, Gretzky, Donnie, you got Dude, that one right. Brent Fuhr, Brendan Lit- Shannon, Nick Lidstrom, Chris Chelios, uh, Dominic. We've been Hashik. on the ice together. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Donnie's yeah. winning one. There's a, there's a lot of them. All right, question number two. Those worst, lucky guys. Worst uniform you ever wore. I know this one, too. Oh, wow. Your opinion, not mine. <laughs> worst uniform. I'm trying to think back here. Oh, God. Uh, oh, shoot. I, I think it could be one, one of two. I'm going with that one. You tell me when you're ready, Don. I'm ready. All right, I'm ready, too. There's a lot of them. I'm going over them in my head know, really fast here right now. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I have one. It's the uh, It's the clown jersey. Here and oh in really? Oh, that wasn't my guess. Yeah, that that's. I that's mean, a great answer though. Yeah, damn it, I didn't even think of now, that one. The clown jersey, home jersey that we used to wear because we used to wear white at home, yeah. and it had the blue across. I think they're pretty sharp. Yes, the red. Some people love it. it, it to me, the red is just confusing. Or the St. Yeah. Louis Blues. It should be different shades of blue and white and yellow. It should be really awesome looking. I just was never a fan of the clown jerseys with the funny numbers on the back and. All that stuff, but when they come back for a use here and there, you're okay with they're them. Fine, just, yeah, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, they're just actually not as an everyday. Just every day, I think. Yeah, we'd get tired of looking at all this red. What, what, my guess was one of those older Phoenix Coyote jerseys. Oh, see, I, oh, I didn't wear those though. Okay, I didn't wear that. I wore the newer oh, ones yeah, with the, the howling head. It actually wasn't right. too bad. Yeah, no, those. I know which ones you're, yeah. we were talking about, and 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 those were actually sharp. But then also. Did you ever wear the fisherman one for the Islanders? No, I did okay. not. That would have been my first. That would have easily been the guy, the highlight, the highliner fisherman guy there, <laughs> right. oh, yeah. the fish sticks yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did not. I wore the obviously I wore the jersey, but we had we went back to the the old NY with the island. And yeah, that's that. awesome. Yeah, I said cool. Red Wings because I know deep down you oh think that is the worst one. But no, you just I don't. Say it. In fact, it's one of the nicest ones yes. I ever wore. Yeah, I mean, it's historical. So my plain, gosh, so yeah. simple, so so. All right, would you rather, this is question three out of five, would you rather block a shot with your nuts from Big Al, Al McInnes, today, or Pareko? 
the day. Ooh. Like not Big Al in his prime. Oh, Al, Al right today? now. Oh, I'll or throw my Pareko. N- Sorry, you guys want to? Yeah, I, I still think it's Pareko, even if it's McGinnis today. I, I would still think that the guy's got a ripper at sixty or fifty or however old he is. Yeah, I would rather have Al hit me in the nuts right now. Um, Al works out; he's in great shape, and um, <laughs> you know he gets out there and coaches still, but he's not ripping those those bombs All every right. day. And Colton Pareko is, and Colton Pareko is a freak of nature. He's Ivan Drago's body double. I do not need Pareko's blast just smashing my balls. And we were also not sure if they would hit your balls. They might hit your head, your shoulder, <laughs> over your head. You never know. I would be better with that, to be honest. Yeah. What did right. you say? You didn't even say who you said. Oh, I said Big Al. All right. All yeah, right. I said Big Al. Circle right, Big Al. All right. Uh, number four out of five. Knocked out and set. Would you rather be knocked out in seven games in the first round of the Stanley Cup series, okay, of the playoffs. So okay. first round of the Stanley Cup, knocked out, mm-hmm. or get embarrassingly swept in the Stanley Cup finals. So in other words, knocked out in the first round, you're done, it's over, but it was a tough-fought series, seven games, or make it all the way to the final and get your ass handed to you. Okay, I know the answer. You guys, uh, uh, you write I'm down your say... answer, Donnie? Okay, I got it. Okay. I'm going to... If you have questions about the question, please. No, because, no, 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 I don't. It's because I don't, I don't think my rationale is great. I yeah, would say to get right. swept in the cup finals because as a player, don't you get more money as each round goes on? So you get a little Probably that. I didn't even coffers? think of that. But my thought was if, if, you, if you get there and you lose, it's still going to benefit you as a player. You got to the finals. Yeah, you got to the finals, and, and somebody can say, hey, this player got to the finals. They know what it takes to get there. Yeah, I want him on my team or whatever. So what's your answer? Get to the Which one is it? My, mine, mine is to, to get swept in the finals. Yes, Embarrassingly, swept, Embarrassingly in finals. swept in the finals. Yeah, that's definitely the answer. A couple reasons. One, Donnie, I hadn't even thought about the money aspect of it either. But, yeah, you get more money each round that you advance. You get a bigger slice of the pie at the end of it. Um, but, yeah, you, you're on a team that – Played good enough to get to the final. That means you're part of one of the teams, the top two teams in the NHL. That speaks volumes to you as a player. And so when free agency hits or anything that happens, you're valued more because of being part of a team that had, you know, not the ultimate success, but really close to it. Okay. I'm so glad you said that answer because it'll make this last question that much more interesting, I think. Time for a curveball now. I, no, it's yeah, maybe a little bit of one. It's a knuckle curve. It's no Uncle Charlie. Oh, it's time for me to do it. Yeah. So here's the question. Jamie. Yes. If I said you, I hope he has to think about this. I hope he doesn't have the answer right away. Don't well, you? Well, but yeah. I just got to let you guys write it down. Otherwise, right. That's true. Jamie. Yeah. If I said you would win the Stanley Cup your rookie season, get named the Stanley Cup Finals MVP, but. You would never play in the NHL ever again. Would you do it? I know my answer. I know my answer because I wrote it down and I looked at it. I bet you my, our dude would get Canada drunk if he won the Stanley, Stanley Cup. Not just like his province, like the entire freaking country. Uh, yeah, you would start in Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, just but it would be the Jamie Rivers Stanley Cup so tour. So you're saying he would take that deal. Hell yeah. I'm saying Y-E-S he would take that deal. Jamie. So the deal is I, I take the deal of winning a Stanley Cup. I'm the playoff MVP. but Rook, I can, Yeah, yeah. But it's your rookie season. Uh-huh. It's your first season ever in the NHL. You worked your entire life to get there. Yeah. You're a 20, 20-year-old rookie. And I never get to play MVP, again. MVP. You NHL. never get to play in the NHL again. NHL or hockey? Well, it's a, the question as written, it typed, is NHL. Okay. 
I would rather not win the cup in my rookie year. And have the longevity. I would rather uh, play as long as I possibly could. I would rather play until I die, which is kind of what I did. Yeah, you did. And it's yeah. not kind of. It is what I did. Yeah. And you just can't replace that feeling of being at the rink every day with the guys and competing and going through that. Yeah, you know, you, you don't get the ultimate success based on this question, um, but you're there. And, you know, it, there's something about it that makes you want to go back every day. And even to this day, I miss it so bad that, you know, I'd do anything to be able to go back and do that. So to to kind of be one and done, I just don't know if I would be fulfilled as a hockey player. Yeah, I would be fulfilled. I'd be able to put that little check mark, you know, the box. Oh, I won the cup. Yeah, no, I'm the playoff MVP, but now what? Right? Yeah. And so to further it, to go even farther, Dan, because I know you're thinking finances. You always are, right? <laughs> That's me, man. I'm the, I'm the money guy. Yeah, That's money me. Guy. One and done doesn't really set me up. Right. You know, I mean, one and done as a rookie at that age, I mean, what's my max contract? Maybe a million bucks for the year, a million bucks for the rest of your life. I know some people are like, oh, I take that. Well, cut it in half right away because Uncle Sam gets not quite half, but almost half of it. Then your agent fees and everything else. You try to live the rest of your life, going to have a couple of kids. They're going to want to go to college. You're going to have to throw a big wedding for your daughter. You might have a few cars along the way. You might have a dog that needs a surgery. You know how that goes. You might yeah, have you a kid. Have, you haven't even budgeted money yet for blow. No. I mean, yeah. any of that. You like, know, especially because if you're in. winning the cup, yeah. how much money are you going through? I don't know if there's blow <laughs> you involved. you got to put something in the cup. Still. You know? Yeah. No, it's not going to set you up for life to uh, to win that financially. But it wouldn't have fulfilled me for the rest of my you know existence to play one year and be done. Yeah, it'd be great to win it, but I don't can't replace all those days of going to the rink. Yeah, great man. Oh man, what a great perspective, Jamie. And as just as hockey fans, the next week, two weeks are going to be absolutely incredible. Expansion fun, draft man. is tomorrow. And, Buckle up, uh, Donnie. I mean, absolutely so. The hamster needs to get some rest because the next couple of weeks he's going to be put to work. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I need a urine sample from that hamster. <laughs> <laughs> it is Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. As always, thanks for listening to Let's Go Blues. The Last Minute Blues Podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.